0: Hi everyone! I hope you're all doing well. I'm back again with another pod episode. Um, Thank you for all the love on the last episode, which was my episode with Jake. Um, It's really awesome to see all the support that's gotten, especially because he was my first podcast guest, and I hope to have many more guests in the future. Um, Yeah, honestly... Speaking of support, I just want to remind you all to make sure that if you're listening to this, um, please go ahead and click follow wherever you are listening to this. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, um, make sure you press that follow button so you always um, get uh, notified or not notified, but like when you go into your app, you'll see that a new podcast is up because I do um, post my podcast episode weekly. And, um, honestly, if you are able, go ahead and send the pod to one friend. Um, I think if each of you do that, you know, it'll reach even more people and that would be really awesome. Um, I love doing this. I've been enjoying it so far and, um, it's really touching when people reach out to me and, say that they've been enjoying it, too, and really encouraging. So thank you all so much. And yeah, keep listening, keep sharing, and make sure you give the pod a follow. So I'm going to talk about a couple different things today. And first is something that I wanted to address. Um, I know some time has passed since this has been, I guess, circulating the news, but also a lot of time has passed in general since the original situation happened um but I just wanted to take some time to talk about it because well I don't even have to explain why I think it's just it's just something that is really it hits home for me but also just in general it 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 angers me it's aggravating and upsetting and I just really really need to say my piece. Um, so you might have seen that a woman, 23 years old, Janavi Kandula, um, she was pursuing her master's degree at the Northeastern University campus in Seattle, um, and she was killed in, um, as she was hit by a cop, she was walking in a crosswalk, as a person does, which is why it's there, um, and a cop was, I think, I I don't want to misspeak, but I was reading that he was going, I think, um, he was definitely speeding, um, but I think he was going like 75 in a 25 or something, and he hit her, and she died. Um, that in itself is absolutely disgusting to me. I was reading that this cop also has had his license his driver's license suspended before and i just it frustrates me that he can be in such a position of power or at least like be a participant in a in a very oppressive system of power and it just goes along and and is able and can just speed along and hit people as though that's okay, which it's far from okay. And I, that in itself just disgusts me. It's very disturbing. Um, It's unfair, but that doesn't even cover it. She was an international student, uh, single mother raised by a single mother. Her mother worked really hard to send her to school in the U.S. And, you know, at the end of the day, a person died, but to to think about the fact that not only was a human being's life taken, but she was an international student. Her mother was nowhere near where she was. I'm not sure when the last time she saw her mom was, but... You know, her mother's 7,000 miles away or whatever it is and suddenly like, wakes up to a call that her daughter is dead. Her daughter, whom she sent to the United States to pursue uh, a bright, successful future, was killed in an instant. And that is disgusting to me. Um, on top of that, she is Indian she was Indian and I there's just almost there's also there's already so much violence um, that Indian girls and women experience and as an Indian woman myself um, it's just really heartbreaking and horrible to To hear this and to read about it, and scary because it just shows that this could literally happen at any point. Like, she was probably walking to or from class, and or something like that. Maybe she's gonna go see friends, whatever it is, but she's just in Seattle, you know, pursuing this degree, and then all of a sudden, her life is gone. And it makes me nauseous and I don't even know how to describe how I'm feeling because it's really horrible. It's just horrible. Like I how many times do we have to read about these things in the news, right? Like yes in this case. Like yes, this is this is one case where first of all, this happened in January. She was she was murdered in January. And it only really rose to the surface on a greater, I feel like a greater platform um, a few weeks ago, because um, I think like more footage, like body camera footage was released. Um, And it's just like, to think about the fact that they're, I don't even know, like, I just am so tired of hearing about this type of stuff and these situations and I'm tired of hearing about people with people being murdered by police. I mean, obviously being murdered by anyone, but the fact that uh, once again, like cops are supposedly there to quote unquote protect and serve, but let's keep in mind that they they only respond after the fact they're only there after something has already been done and half the time they're perpetrators of what's happening um i've said it before but i personally am an abolitionist i don't think that the way policing is in this country is 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 helpful or beneficial like Sure, there might be the day-to-day, but I just, in the long run, the system is not built to benefit most people in this country, and I don't want to wait until it happens to me or someone close to me, or and I don't think you should wait till it happens to you to be angry about it and to speak out about it. I think it's really important to be vocal about these things. And our lives might go on, you might live a happy, healthy life. That's wonderful. And I want that for each and every one of us. Um, but any of these situations could be us like how many? It's like how many times a day? Have you walked across the street? Right? Like you can't even do that anymore? um i my heart breaks for her mother and for her family in general um i'm thinking of Janevis family and community and loved ones in this time and i am just i i don't think that anything can really make up for what happened obviously like a life was lost her life was lost and she'll never have it back. Um, and then on top of that, the reason why um, things this came up in the news cycle again was because um, another Seattle police officer joked about her death and said basically that her life wasn't really worth much. Um, he suggested $11,000, um, to compensate for her life, which is, first of all, nothing, but, um, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting to think that someone could think this way about someone's life being taken. Um, and I want to say that I'm surprised, but given recent events given the history of policing in this country I am not necessarily and I think it's just absolutely cruel that someone's life can be so can be treated so like as though it doesn't mean anything um I think about it since I since I heard about this I, I've i been thinking about it every day and it's really hard to process and I don't really know how to necessarily recover from hearing news like this. Um, and so that's why I can't even imagine what how her family must be feeling, how her mother must be feeling. And um, I extend all of the love and support I can to them. Um, but it just... I don't know how, I don't even think there's really a way to move past this. I don't think that it's something that you can move past. It just is another, it's just another horrible, horrible thing that happened that we now carry with us. And what frustrates me even more was I found out that they also drug tested her body after She was murdered, and it's like, what is... I just think that's disgusting. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, She was walking in a crosswalk. That being said, let's just leave it there. You can think what you will, and I'm sure a lot of you listening probably think similar things to what I do when you hear something like that. Um, It's just terrible. It's just absolutely absolutely terrible and cruel and these officers are going to have to live with that and they should for the rest of their lives and I just hope that I just don't want this to happen anymore and I know that that's just saying something like idealistic but it shouldn't have even happened in the first place it should never happen yet it still continues to do so and I also want to say that I mean obviously social media and being vocal about things on there isn't the only way to contribute but I do think considering how many of my friends and peers are chronically online I was a little bit disappointed in seeing how little people people outside of the South Asian community were posting about this or talking about it um I think I had one white friend say anything and again obviously like an insta story is an insta story like I know that that's not like I don't I don't think that it's good to be performative either and I think this is a whole discussion in itself but I just know that Again, people who are chronically online and posting about all these other things, um, it's just interesting to see, I guess, um, when people choose to, I guess, stay silent. And I'm not saying that everyone who didn't post did that or I viewed them that way, but some people, I don't know. Um, Regardless, I appreciate everyone who has been vocal about it and the only thing we can do is remain vigilant um at this point and if i see any supporter resources for Jonavi's family for her mom um or anything related to these issues i will definitely share um that on the podcast instagram and Um, in future podcasts as well but yeah my heart is is aching from from all of this and I just hope I really do hope that things will get better so that's where I'm gonna leave that for now because I could talk a lot more about it but I think you know, I, I expressed my, the gist of everything, and in some ways I am speechless as well, or just kind of hit with, with shock, but I wanted to at least speak about it a little bit on here. Um, I guess kind of in theme, but not really, I did want to take this episode to talk about something that I posted on Instagram recently um, and kind of reflecting on the podcast episode that I did do with Jake. Um, I wanted to talk about specifically the use of filler words or words like like um, and how I feel like I did that a lot in my episode with Jake and I, I could tell that It was because I was just nervous for everything to go well and to go smoothly and I was kind of compensating for myself or just the way that I was asking questions or whatever else. It was my first time with a guest and I'm not saying that I'm perfect outside of that either, but I know that that is something that I generally do want to work on. I don't obviously love using filler words saying like things in that manner but I'm human and I'm 25 so I guess that just comes with the territory I what I did want to acknowledge was um, what I posted on Instagram after this podcast episode which is that a lot of women especially women of color and I'm sure other marginalized groups feel this way I'm sharing this from my perspective as a woman of color but a lot of women women of color tend to use filler words more and tend to say things such as I guess or just or I think or stuff like that because they want to fluff what they're saying because historically every time we share something whether it's our own feelings which we feel or something that is based by based on research that is based on whatever it is it's based on science whatever the argument is right it is always Questioned or invalidated by a man. And a lot of times, as well, in addition to this, so that's what I posted, but other people responded to the story. A lot of people agreed with it. And a lot of people said it's also using filler words because when you are taking time to form the things that you want to say as a woman you're using filler words so that to prevent a man from interrupting you because if you take a one second pause that's what will happen and this is something that I've definitely faced and I'm sure a lot of people in my position or who share identities similar to mine have also faced both in social settings and also in the workplace. I face this a lot as well in romantic relationships and it's created a lot of anxiety for me honestly um and it's really hard because how do you let go of doing that and at the end of the day who's blamed for like no one's thinking critically about the fact about the why the why like why are you using these filler words why are you doing why are you communicating in this way no one's thinking about that. They're just thinking that you're a bad speaker. They're thinking you don't know what you're talking about. Um, they think that you are not confident within yourself. And I wouldn't. I would say that a lot of the the people in my life, a lot of the women of color I know, including myself, are generally confident people and also very intelligent, very competent, and know know what they're talking about so it goes beyond that it's when you get up in front of uh, a sea of faces and a chunk a large chunk of those faces are men a lot of times white men you're gonna do what you need to do to protect yourself i've thought about this a lot more In the past couple of years as well, like I said, I've experienced it my entire life, but I think I've just had less of a tolerance with it over the past couple of years um, just because of personal experiences that I've had and seeing more people be outspoken about it. So even in interpersonal relationships, let's say I say, oh, we just need to walk 10 minutes in that direction and we'll be there and so many times if I am with a man he will say are you sure how do you know that and question everything that I say as though I wasn't just confidently saying something that I know for certain it could be something that I personally have experienced in my life or in my in that space um It'll always be questioned. If, and this, honestly, I think what hurts the most too is that it transcends just men doing it and other, and a lot of other women will do it as well because we all live, it's like the patriarchy bleeds so deeply into all of us. Um, so suddenly I have people who should be my allies questioning. The things that I'm saying tell me that telling me that my feelings aren't valid. And it's really, really hard. It goes back to what I was talking about in my episode um, regarding psychological safety. It makes you feel ostracized. It makes you feel as though it makes you question yourself and your credibility. And it's exhausting because either way, you still have to exist. And either way, people are going to expect things from you. But the thing is, when you produce the work, they won't trust it. I don't really know the best way to go around this, or the best way to address it. But I think if you feel empowered, and if you have the energy to do so, when you're in a situation like this, be vocal about it. And say, I know what I'm talking about. Say that you shouldn't have to explain yourself. But if they want to see the proof, if they want to see the data, if they want to see whatever it is, it's all right there. It's it's like you could be the most accomplished person in the world. Not that you should have to be anything at all, right? But you could be the most accomplished person in the world. You could have done all of these things, have all of these credentials. And just because you are a woman, just because you are a woman of color, it's not valid. It's like you got all of that on a fluke. It's like you actually don't know anything. And I've noticed this a lot as well with um, whenever I've had worked with people or or have been managed by men. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. and And then it makes you feel defenseless. It makes you feel like you can't make an argument for yourself because... Suddenly you have someone questioning everything you're saying, saying that your feelings are invalid, and, and then you're like, well, what do I even say to that, right? Um, it's like it puts you off so much that you can't even formulate your thoughts. You're not even given the space or the time to do that because the other person is listening to respond instead of listening to understand, and they're not hearing you they're not listening to what you're saying. Um I've again like I've experienced this in social settings too or even like in close personal relationships and that's what frustrates me as well because it's like I told you this information multiple times. One time should have been enough. But I told you multiple times in writing and in and in person and you still are asking me this question. You still are questioning what I told you. You still think that we should do things another way, even though I'm the one who knows best, even though I'm the expert in the situation. And I just wish that we would get to a place where people are comfortable with women, women of color, with anyone who's ever been marginalized or underrepresented i want us to say to a place where we all are not questioned when we are put in positions of power and i don't even necessarily love the word power but i'm just saying like why is it it should not be surprising and you should not question when someone in someone with those identities is in a supervisory role you should just be oh you should be happy about that you should be okay with it and you should understand that they got there because they have the credentials to be there and that's not to say that you don't but because they are there you need to trust what they're saying it's exhausting the amount of emotional labor that women have to do and women of color have to do in this country is is just mind-blowing to me and I've seen so many tiktoks and reels well i don't have tiktok but so i guess reels i've seen so many reels and videos and just different tweets about this and it breaks my heart every time because it's like people are still not getting it people are still not learning um people still expect women to carry everything but they aren't given the credit for doing that. I a couple examples that I think of are there was this clip from a podcast going around Twitter probably months ago where this girl was trying to explain something and she was using like and you know and I feel like blah 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 like stuff like that a lot and and people were saying what is she even saying she can't speak for herself she can't do this she can't do that and then I saw someone quote that tweet and say actually I understand perfectly well what she's trying to say and what she's trying to communicate. And again, that same concept was mentioned of how she was being interrupted, or a lot of times women feel like they're going to be interrupted or invalidated. And so she had to, she felt like she had to explain herself away. And then you end up over explaining and you end up trying to compensate for what you feel or what we feel is a lack of information or a lack of content or a lack of knowledge when that's not actually the case. So I guess you can't it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too in the sense that you tell us that we need to explain ourselves and explain our how and why we know things or how and why we feel things but then you get upset when we actually do and say that we're not really saying anything where how do we win right how do we win in the situation can we win i don't know but all i know is i want more people to speak out about this and i think it would also be helpful as well if you are in a position of power especially if you are a man and society has put you in that position to change that as well and to shift your viewpoints and to shift your perceptions because I think it's really important to be critical about like how society and how patriarchal world has shaped you and how gender norms have shaped you Instead of thinking that these are just things that you inherently believe yourself. Um, Because they're probably not. Um, I've seen time and time again so many men. Instead of empowering the woman they're dating and believing what they say and, and... giving them that platform, they'll either speak for them or they'll laugh at them along with others, and they'll say that they're not communicating well, they're not speaking well, and they're using too many filler words or things like that. And even if they are using a lot of filler words, again, it's important to ask why. And in that situation, when you ask why, it is your job or your, it should be your job to then support and mitigate that as much as possible, right? It's, it's not funny. It's, our, our feelings are worth something. Our knowledge is worth something. And I think that a lot of people could learn a lot from just simply shutting up and listening. And I'm not saying that I've always been the best at that, but I'm just saying, like, from my experience as a woman of color, trying to get my point across in so many different circumstances and situations, I would really appreciate that. And I think that over time, if I'm able... If I'm given that grace and if I'm given time to formulate my thoughts instead of having a man interrupt me, then those little filler words and those little things will go away. Right? I hope that y'all can sit with this and I hope that this resonated with a lot of you, especially if you are a woman. Um, Especially if you are a woman of color, it's definitely challenging to be in a world where men, even if they're saying absolute bullshit, which half the time they are, it's challenging to be in the world where that's what they're saying while you're saying something meaningful and something, something with depth and not being heard. And I think it's also important, you know, as, as women, that we support each other as well. And instead of judging how someone else is speaking, uplift them, boost them up, and give them that platform. Give them those opportunities to try and try again. Because if we don't have each other, who has us, right? Yeah, just... I don't know this has come up in conversation a lot with over the past couple of weeks like since this podcast episode just it's been in conversation with different friends of mine and um just in different I I don't want to um compromise or talk about anyone else's identities or like expose anything so that's why I'm taking a bit of time to just kind of figure out how I want to say this, but there's certain scenarios that I've been in recently or that I am in recurringly where where the woman in the room don't feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and opinions even though they are well-informed and even though they are very valid because... They've been interrupted so many times by men in that space and in other spaces. I think we just need to do better and we need to start shifting this, this, these perceptions. And I just want to be more cognizant of that as I go down the line. Or, and as I keep doing these podcast episodes, and as I'm, you know, in my professional life as well, I don't wanna be someone who is perpetuating those negative stereotypes and those negative, um, I don't know, like that, and perpetuating that sort of invalidation. I wanna be on the other side of that and be the person who's like, hey, let's take a step back. Let's give this person space to share what they need to share. And I'm sure we're all going to understand it. And it's all going to be great. And I'm sure that they are well informed. And that's why they were given the opportunity to speak in the first place. It's as easy as that. Anyway, in terms of something that gave me or filled me with joy and love this past week. Oh my god, what did I even do? I feel like this is a question I ask myself every week. Looking back at my calendar now. Oh my gosh. Okay, so one of my childhood friends, Eva, we went to elementary, middle, high school together, and actually in elementary school, you know how Um, on meet the teacher day you get your you like find out which teacher you have we have the same teacher every single year we were always in the same class which was super awesome but I hadn't seen her in years and years like since 2017 and it's 2023 so like over six years and she was in Boston for a day so a bunch of us from Uh, our hometown got together, got coffee, and got to see each other, and it honestly made me so happy to see her after so long, and, you know, even if we're not talking every day, or, and we aren't seeing each other for long periods of time, it's just nice to know that we've had this friendship that's lasted almost 20 years, and that's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful, and that. Was something that made me really happy um and we went to like this really good coffee shop where i got one of their fall drinks and it was fantastic um it's called jaho if you live in the boston area go to jaho they have great themed drinks so not only for like seasons but just in general for valentine's day they had these three themed drink last year themed drinks last year which really cute and yeah they have different locations around the city but highly 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 recommend um so that made me really happy and in terms of a music suggestion so I just discovered this artist Jonah Kagan I discovered him on Instagram um but he kind of is in that uh like indie pop folk genre I guess like you'd probably consider him similar to like Noah Kahn or something like that um but he his song The Roads I need to listen to more of his music because I literally just discovered him but his song The Roads is so good and I added it to my fall playlist and he's actually quite the looker as well um if I'm (laughs) gonna be honest uh So yeah, I'm excited to discover more of his discography and he's definitely up and coming, which is really cool. And it's really cool to support smaller artists like that. And I kind of want to do more of that and especially look at artists who like, especially like artists of color, women of color, queer artists, like I think it would be really cool to like boost those smaller artists the up-and-coming ones because you know we're always on the search for more music here and you can never listen to too much right so definitely check his song out I will list it in the description of this episode and in the meantime I hope that you all have a wonderful week ahead a wonderful weekend I hope that you're all staying warm it's definitely gotten a bit chillier here in um Boston which I'm excited about but I'm also am chilly as well um but yeah I hope you'll have a wonderful wonderful week till I see you next and I'm sending you all lots and lots of love bye